generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Psalm 113, can we go? 3, 2, 1, are you there? <laughs> can we go together? All right, 3, 2, 1, we'll read. Praise the Lord. Praise all servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth? He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap, that he may see him with princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise! Some of you have experienced barrenness in your business, in your life, in your ministry. You will have plenty children. Offspring will come out of you. This is particularly for those who have struggled this year in the area of your career. It feels like nothing is moving. It feels like you've been truncated and stymied. It feels like it's a lot of work. You've been pushing hard. God is visiting that business. There is a release of empowerment in this season. Unique favors. I hear the Lord say, I should tell somebody, you will be preferred. You will be preferred. When your case is being considered, the right voices will speak for you. For everyone who has been falsely accused, there are some of you who have been falsely accused recently. There is somebody over the last three weeks you faced like rounds of accusation. Who's that person? Over the last, within the last three weeks you faced accusation. Who's that person? I just want to speak to you directly. Accusation. Either at work or at home, somebody has accused you of something. I want to pray for that person. Who's the person who's dealt with some accusation? Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ, we proclaim that all the charges are dropped. Every charge is dropped. They will come back and apologize. And it's going to lead to a consequent raise for you. In the name of Jesus. The word says that God raises the poor out of the dust. You know, it's bad to be poor. Bad enough, I mean, conditionally, to be poor. I'm not saying it's a morally bad thing to be poor. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that things are bad when people are poor. Then it's even worse when they are in the dust. Because when you're poor and you're in the dust, that means that you're so poor that you've become buried under a pile of stuff that people don't want to associate with. If you're not under the dust, people see your poverty, they can help you. When you're poor and you're under the dust, that means that people have buried you. 
the case has been forgotten. That means people cannot even see you even if they were thinking of helping you. In other words, you're not front and center in the context of their consideration. They are not thinking when they're thinking about who to help, who to support, who to invest in, who to promote, who to approach. You don't come to mind. But I'm grateful to God that the Bible says it is God that raises the poor out of the dunghill. That means that when people don't know where you are and they can't figure out how to help you, God knows the coordinates of the dust you're in. God knows the space, the avenue, the sector, the industry, the timeline. And the Bible says that God raises the poor out of the dunghill. Somebody is being raised this Sunday morning. Oh my goodness. I said somebody is being raised. I know some of you, you are forming, I am not poor. But some of you know you cannot form any longer. These bills have become so much more than the flow of resources. And God sent me to announce to somebody, I'm still the God who raises the poor out of the dust. I still raise the beggar out of the dunghill. You've been begging for money for airtime, begging for money for transportation, begging for money for help, begging for money to attend the interview you but the begging days are over the God who made heaven and earth and who knows where you are that God sent me this morning to announce with confidence to somebody I am raising you I'm raising you out of the shame I'm raising you out of the embarrassment I'm raising you out of the brokenness I'm raising you out of dependency I'm still that God I'm still more than able I'm still Alpha and Omega. I'm still the beginning and the end. I'm still God. Somebody shout, I believe I receive. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. High five somebody say he's risen me. He's risen me out of it. He's risen me out of the doldrums of depression. Some of you, you can't smile. You've forgotten how to smile. When you smile, you go back to frowning because you can remember. I've not paid for this one. I've not done that one. I've not suffered this one. I'm owing this person. But the God who made heaven and earth in six days can turn things around in 30 days. I speak over the month of June. You will stumble into miracles and blessings of support. You will enter into places, Jason, that you never thought you would walk into. I proclaim concerning you. May the angels that are connected to this house and to this mandate go into the air spaces and the airways and carry these words and begin to pull things into order and pull people and pull resources and pull opportunities and pull favors. Somebody said he's raising up the poor. Somebody shout aloud at his raising. Says I raise. Now who am I by the way? Who's this God who's raising? He already told you that the Lord is king above all the nations. That means that when God raises a man, no nation is strong to derase him. Pardon my grammatical construct. He's king over all the nations. When God raises a man, there is no human being 
that can come and say god why would you promote jade why why would you promote dami how he is a stress single how come the song is going everywhere lembo sin the maculo priekatala god is about to provoke unstoppable promotions across the house oyendo subelea in other words faith when god begins to fire you off like an arrow nobody will be able to intercept the projectile you will cut through the opposition drive through the impediment bore a hole through the obstacle you will go above and beyond what i have seen what you have heard and i know that some of you are struggling to believe it but this world is putting faith in your spirits this morning and even though you're struggling all of a sudden you're feeling more confident you're, you're feeling more powerful because the word of God has the ability to put faith in you for you to have faith to believe what the word is saying in other words even if you don't have faith keep hearing the word as you're hearing the word the word comes with faith in your spirit to put faith in the word that is coming to you Enough of boring Christianity. If God is true, let him be true in my life. If God is a provider, let him be provider in my life. If God is deliverer, let him be deliverer in my life. If God is the one who raises the poor, let him raise every area of my life. Let him raise my mind. Let him raise my heart. Let him raise my standards. The echo, see the battles. Rimbatovlia Kobeli. Oshea Bataka. Lenda Veskure Kiatus. Lengrupolia Kabasi. Ayanda Botia Kato Sekia. I don't just want to be theoretically accurate. I don't just want to be. I don't just want it, but theoretically, okay. I want the experience. I want the manifestation. I want to walk in the fullness of what God has provided. Hey, I know, Samash. This is his king. High above all nations. His king over all the earth. Why did God even make man? Why, why is it that God does not shy away from raising the poor from the dust? <laughs> Let your spirits be open. Let your heart be responsive because this is a prophetic teaching. Why isn't God intimidated by the dust? <laughs> Men are intimidated by the dust. If you're asthmatic, what happens is there's dust around could provoke an attack. Even if you're not, having any kind of breathing conditions just don't want to be around dust because it could blow your vision right yeah. it could mess up your makeup it could stain your clothes people hardly find any kind of usefulness for dust but when God was going to make man he went to the dust some of you feel dusty like dust and powder feel like they've dusted you in life imagine when God was going to make man he doesn't make man from precious stones he makes man from dust 
He goes to what is like the most useless element. Nobody drinks dust. People drink water. Why don't you make man from water? Nobody builds with dust. People build with stones. Why didn't they make us from stones? <laughs> because what makes dust useful is the moisture. The word of God. Which is living water. When there is water with dust, then you can mold the dust that looks like a mess into whatever vessel you desire for it. When the dust of your past comes in contact with the water of God's word for your life, God can mold you into a vessel that humans wouldn't believe. Oh, some of you are not getting it just yet. God wants to use the parts of your life that you've given up on as the cardinal drivers for testimonies that will make people fear God. They will say, is that not the guy that was smoking weed three years ago? And now he's preaching the gospel with power. They will say, is she not the one that had seven boyfriends in one year? And now she's laying hands on the sick and they're getting healed. Is he not the one that was so depressed and wanted to take his life? But now something is happening for him. Is it not the one that came to take a loan and then came back to take a loan with the hope of paying back the first loan that he took? And now he He's building a business that even us have to go and seek employment in. Oh my God. Oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to. But God wants to take the dust of your life and put the prophetic water of his word, of the water of his prophetic word, and mold something. How would you imagine the biceps and triceps and all kinds of seps were made and designed out of the dust? Oh, scratch that. How about capillaries and veins and tubes and kidneys and all from dust some of you are despising what God has given you but when God's water comes upon it and it begins to mold it he will say this one is the longer of the nation God is gonna create things out of your life through which nations will breathe through which nations will pump blood through which nations will be edified God is gonna bring songs out of you and products out of you and apps out of you and music out of you and books out of you and templates out of you and offers out of you and disciples out of you and you will say God how have you brought this to me Isaiah said that you will look around and say who has brought all these children and you will say the place where we dwell is too small if you don't believe the prophecies say nothing if you believe it throw up your hands and shout I receive receive it doesn't make man out of anything fancy he could have but if he had made man out of gold they would have thought it was the gold that made man powerful that's why many times at the beginning of your journey you either start with nothing or God tests you to ensure that you're willing to start with nothing he wants to know if you can trust me when all you have is dust because if you can't trust me when all you have is dust, you will begin to put your trust in whatever I bring after the dust. Can I trust you with dust? Look at someone say, can God trust you with dust? 
And some of you right now, you're in places where God is testing you because everybody around you is yearning. Can I trust you with dust? Check it. God cannot use a man effectively if that man does not demonstrate trust in him. So Abraham, before I begin to unveil to you the fullness of your assignment and purpose, I'm going to ask you to take that thing that represents everything to you. And even though you're not going to kill him, I want to be sure that you can kill him for me in your heart. And why does God talk about dust? Why does he even make man? Because God wanted to create people on earth who extend his purposes as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. Jesus said, when you pray, Matthew chapter 6, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom, thy will be. So the will of God being done in a space, in an environment, in a nation, in a community, in a life is contingent on the kingdom of God coming. For a kingdom to come, there has to be the ambassador from that kingdom. A representative of that kingdom. So God made man to be a representative of his kingdom on earth. God made man to be an ambassador. To be uh, an icon, a representation of his kingdom on earth. That's why he made man and he placed man. Through sin, man lost his throne. Now watch this. What happens to many believers is that when they get saved, they get saved and all they are thinking about in their minds is that they are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Are they seated there or not? Ephesians 2.6 talks about him raising us up together and that we are seated at the right hand side of the Father. That's absolutely true. We are seated with Christ. We know that Christ is seated at the right hand side of the Father because in the book of Acts when it was that Stephen was being stoned, the word makes it very clear to us that he saw Jesus standing for the first time and possibly the only time in the New Testament. Standing because he's seated priesthood. doesn't need to stand. We need to stand because we're his body on earth. So he stands to receive Stephen. So is it true that we are seated in heaven as kings? Is that true? But the problem is many of us, that's the only dimension and that's the only expression of our kingship that we have. The heavenly dimension. So it's difficult for us to walk in true power because we're thinking when I get to heaven, everything will be alright. When I get there, everything will be perfect. But when Jesus walked the face of the earth, he does not just introduce the heavenly dimension of the kingdom. He also demonstrates capacity and competence on earth within the framework of his mission, his mandate and his assignment. So whilst you have a throne in heaven, you also have a throne that needs to be expressed on earth. Look at somebody say there is a place of power for you on earth. Oh, some of you said it, but you didn't say with a kind of conviction. Tell the person there is a place of power for you on earth. John chapter 18. John 18 from 36 to 37. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, many of us, when we read the John 18, 36 to 37, you've heard that before, my kingdom is not, my kingdom is not, say it louder, my kingdom is not, what's the key word there? Off. 
Many of us have interpreted that as my kingdom is not in this world. Let it sink. Paul says you are not off this world. But are you in this world? So when the Bible says my kingdom is not of this world, does it mean the kingdom is not in? We know it's in. Jesus said, if I cast out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God is amongst you. Is that many will say to you that the kingdom is there and the kingdom is here. He says, do not believe them. Why? Because the kingdom is amongst you. So when it says my kingdom is not of this world, he is not saying my kingdom is not in this world. So if God's kingdom is in this world, how is that kingdom in this world? The kingdom is in this world through believers, in the lives of believers, in the hearts of believers. So that whilst there is no must in this room, is there Wi-Fi in this room or not? Oh, talk to me. There's Wi-Fi in this room, but there's no must in this room. So the physical infrastructure is not visible. <laughs> But the spiritual infrastructure is undeniable. The fact that I cannot see angels does not mean there are not angels around me. Oh my goodness. The fact that I have not seen the help does not mean the help is absent. Look at somebody say the kingdom is in here. So my kingdom is not of this world. So my kingdom were of this world. My servants would fight. He's speaking about the context of fighting to release him from the grip of Pilate. And from the persecution. So that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom. He explains what it means. My kingdom is not from here. <laughs> if I say. Fidel's watch. No be here. What does that mean? People cannot interpret your pigeon again. Is what? Is what? Out of this world? Superior quality? Give me some more words. From the abroad. It's different. So Jesus is saying, my kingdom is not from here. That means anything you can see here is inferior to where I'm from. my goodness this is why the believer must not settle to try to use earthly methods to accomplish divine prophecy yeah. Thank you, sir. Uh -huh. let it sink right now it is an aberration to try to manipulate and maneuver like the world in a bid to help God do what God says is going to do. So when Abraham goes into Ishmael, he is falling short of the promise of the kingdom he's from because he is thinking, Sarah is thinking to herself, in this kingdom, once you are 60, 70, 80, you can't have a baby anymore. But Sarah, you don't really understand the kingdom you're from. In the kingdom you're from, you can be 99 and bring forth a child in the kingdom you're from you can be a hundred years and bring forth a child in the kingdom you're from when everybody say there is a casting down you're going to 
you're going to say there is a lifting up in the kingdom you're from you drink poison it does not hurt you in the kingdom you're from they talk about you it becomes the springboard for your popularity in the kingdom you're from no weapon formed against you shall prosper every tongue that rises against you in judgment you will condemn in the kingdom you're from one will put a thousand to fly two will put ten thousand to fly in the kingdom you're from there is a throne for the poor and the beggar and the weak and the insecure and the Rahab and the Naomi and the Mary and the David and in the kingdom you're from where you are coming from does not stop where you're going to in the kingdom you're from a promise and a prophecy has the power to alter the direction of your future in the kingdom who's from that kingdom He said, my kingdom is not from here. <laughs> it's not of this world. NKJV doubles that up and says, my kingdom is not from here. What does this mean for you? It means that certain things must happen in your life that let people know you're not from here. Yes, sir. Oh my goodness. Some of you are still trying to catch up with it <laughs> but now my kingdom is not from here Pilate therefore said to him are you a king then what did Jesus say I really need to help somebody's mind Pilate said okay so you're speaking about kingdoms now now let me just set the tone for you so the Jews were disadvantaged at the time of Jesus there was extreme poverty when Jesus was born, extreme poverty. They were under Roman oppression. Nobody was giving them a chance. They were on, that's why they were paying and that's why they hated tax collectors because even though they were not making money, the tax collectors would still come to draw blood out of their veins. J-I-R-S. Jerusalem, internal revenue. They would put this embargo and this sticker and this thing pay your tax on your stuff so they hated them so nobody in Israel was expecting any dramatic change but when Jesus showed up and it was manifesting the power and the ability of the kingdom he's from do you know what they began to say they said maybe this is the king this is the messiah because nobody demonstrates this kind of power except he's a king Nobody walks in this kind of audacity. Nobody stands up against the government like this. Nobody hangs around without even bodyguards and still they can't catch him. Why? You remember there were certain times they came to arrest Jesus and they fell down or he walked through their midst. Nobody could do that except this guy was from another kingdom. Look at somebody say, I'm not from here. Look at somebody else say, I'm not from this world. How many of the time? That's 15, 15 minutes. It keeps going off. Right? So Pilate said, are you a king? In other words, 
if I hear that you're a king, are you a king then? What did Jesus say? You've said it. And to this I was born. To this end I was born. The what? Let this sink in your mind because the only purpose for Christ's manifestation that many of us have heard is this one. For this purpose the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. But Jesus is saying that the end point of anything I'm doing here on earth whether it's destroying the works of the devil whether it's healing the sick whether it's raising the dead is to bear witness to the truth that I am a king <laughs> ah lord help me really under let me lord, help me explain this so somebody can get it why does a king need to be a witness that he's a king he's not bearing witness to himself because he's not confused about who he is he's bearing witness to every human being that every human being born of flesh and blood was originally designed to be a king Why does every human being hate being disrespected? Because the king in you expects respect. Oh my goodness. The king in you expects to be treated right. To be handled properly. He says, I came into the world. Why did I come into the world? I came as flesh and flesh and blood into the world just like Adam did so that even in my humanity I am still expressing my authority notice what God does not do family God does not take Adam to the world to come and say Adam see I'm a king because the kingship of man is not needed in heaven The kingship of man is not needed in heaven. <laughs> the kingship of man is needed where? On earth. So taking man to heaven to prove to man that he's king is not the point. But coming into the earth as man. Seen, being seen to be hungry as man, being seen to be killed as man, being seen to walk the face of the earth as man, dying as man, and resurrecting as man is proof to every man who has faith in God that you are not ordinary. Look at somebody say, You are not ordinary. Oh, oh, some of you didn't say anything. Tell somebody you are not ordinary. What is the truth? The truth is I'm a king. He says this is the end for which I was born. <laughs> and you thought it was just about casting out demons. 
and you thought it was just about having a big crusade and you thought it was about bread and fish he said that the kingdom of heaven is not in meat and is not in drink but of righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost the kingdom is not of talk but of power he says where the word of a king is there is what that means you can't really understand the kingdom of God until you understand the kingship of Christ in you and your kingship in Christ in the world. It says this is why I was born. This is why I was born. To be a king. This is why I was born. To be a king. Many of us, we feel exactly like the Jews felt. Because you don't feel kingly at all. And your mind looks like a story. But can I tell you, God has made you a star in the story. And what does it say? It said, I should bear witness to this truth. Who's a witness? A witness is somebody that has experienced truth or has seen truth and can make that truth known. <laughs> does it now make sense? That Jesus said that the spirit of truth will guide you into? Is this a part of the truth? The spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. What else does it say? He said, the tarry in Jerusalem until the spirit be poured forth. Good to see you, Smith. Upon you from on high. He says, then you shall be my. Jesus came as a witness to the truth how did he be a witness to the truth by the holy spirit and we are to be a witness to who to jesus by what by the holy spirit somebody look at your neighbor said the holy spirit is not just for speaking in tongues the Holy Spirit is not just about speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is not just, what did you guys talk about recently? It's not just for goosebumps and, and goose pimples. A nice concert in the world will give you goosebumps. But the Holy Spirit is to help you walk in your capacity and your authority as a king. He said you will tread upon snakes and scorpions. That means for the believer who's walking in kingship, every problem is an opportunity to unleash the kingdom of God on the inside of you. Every problem, every challenge, every delay, every obstacle is your opportunity to say it's not over. God's kingdom is on the inside of me. I speak to you, devil. Get out of here. High five somebody and so release the kingdom. I'm loving the accompaniment, but just reduce the volume. A little bit. That's what Jesus said. He said, I came to be a witness to this fact that I am a king. 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 If you struggle to believe that you are a king like Jesus in, please, if you claim to be a believer, just know that even if you are not believing yet that you are a king, believe that you are in a king. Can we start from there? Because someone yell like, I'm a king. Me on your credits. I'm a king. Me on you. Look at someone say, I'm in a king. 
maybe that can help you. You know, you've seen all those convoys like traffic, heavy traffic on Third Midland Bridge. And all of a sudden, you start hearing the blaring sounds of siren or sirens. And all of a sudden, where it looked like there was no way, where it looked like everywhere was blocked because a governor is in town, because a person of authority is in town. And there is a sound, there is a siren, there is an alert. All of a sudden, Ahmed, I've been thinking about it for the last three days. Ask my wife, right? All of a sudden, the way is cleared out. Where when you are in a convoy you move at the speed of the convoy when you're in a king you move at the pace of the king you move with the authority of the king you move with the charisma of the king in other words it's not about who you are it's about who you are in Christ Jesus he said if any man be in Christ he is a new creature oh yeah all things are passed away and all things are new I'm in Christ if Christ is wise i'm in wisdom if christ is powerful i'm in power yeah yeah who am i preaching to if christ is great i'm in greatness if christ is life i am in life in fact i'm chopping life now please listen to what jesus said jesus does not say it is true now everybody knows he said i came to bear witness to the truth in other words, something can be true, but it's still under contention because nobody's bearing witness to it. When you feel a sickness in your body, bear witness to the truth that you are healed. When there is no money in your account, bear witness to the word, my God shall supply. All money. When God said, I'm looking for a man, do you know what God is looking for a man for? He's looking for somebody to be a witness on earth of the truth established in heaven. God is looking for witnesses. And that's why you have a throne to take. A throne is a seat of power in the place of purpose. Your throne is your seat of power in your place of purpose. The place where the king of kings has delegated you as a king to. And the very first thing you must do to take your throne is be confident in your collar. That's why I went through all of this. Because Jesus didn't say, I will be a king. Is that what it says? He said, I was born for this. If you are born again, you are born into this. Oh my God. I know that when you've heard lies so many times, and they are proofs of the lies. You tend to believe it. Or believe them. And when it's a new truth, it challenges your paradigm. It shakes you. Because when you understand that you are a king, you might be shy naturally, but you will not be intimidated spiritually. And at the times when you need to be king, that shyness will not hold you down anymore. Because some of you, you lost some opportunities because your eyes were pushing you. Well, let me tell you, your eyes are no longer pushing you. The spirit is now leading you. As many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Kings don't give birth to beggars. Kings don't give birth to wretches. Kings don't give birth to weaklings. Yay, where are my kings at in the house? This morning, somebody.
somebody shout I'm a king and I know it high five somebody Rosie and say I'm a king and I know it now this is not a political movement this is a spiritual movement it's not about having a big building. It's about having a big understanding of the building you are. You are heaven's HQ. You are HQ, heaven's quarters on earth. When people touch you, they touch power. When people see you, they see glory. You are the solution provider. You are a king. You carry grace. You carry authority. You carry capacity. You are... Yes. I want this to sink. It changed my life about four years ago. Jesus said, I didn't just come to have massive crusades. In fact, he does not even say, to this end that I come to die for the sins of the world. The sins of the world are not the end of the redemptive plan. The end of the redemptive plan is full-blown royalty. But Christ had to die on the cross so there could be a door for you to enter. Jesus said, I'm the way. Many believers know Jesus as the way, but not as the truth. What's the truth? Truth is I'm a king. And if you don't understand the truth, you can't express the life. He said, I'm the way. I'm the truth. And I'm the life. If someone says I'm the way, you say the way to where? The way is not the end of the way. The way leads somewhere. So Jesus said, I am a way to royalty. <laughs> I'm a way to what God had in mind. What did God have in mind? As he is in heaven. So are we on earth. Christ delegated the disciples. Remember, he sent them out on about two or three missionary journeys. And one of them, the Bible says, he gave them power to cast out demons. When did he give them the power? On earth. Did they understand everything? No. In fact, let me tell you something. Casting out demons is not such a big deal. I wanted to understand that. Because, and I posted something about this on Instagram last night, many will come and say, we've done mighty works in Look at your neighbor, say the name works. Making a phone call is not proof that you understand the engineering of the telephone. At the end of his walk with them, GB, he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But the spirit will guide into all truth. So with their minimal truth, with their fleshly tendencies, with their weakness in understanding, with their little faith, he gave them power over demons. Now, if he's bearing witness of a kingdom, he is doing on earth what God already did for you in heaven. So that God has delegated power to you, authority to you. What are you doing with the power? Are you just speaking in tongues or are you setting things straight in your life? life and in your family and in your environment look at somebody say I am confident in my caller 
I'm not talking about true caller. I'm talking about the true caller. I'm talking about the way maker. I'm talking about the jailbreaker. I'm talking about the king of kings and the lord of lords. You've got to demonstrate confidence in your calling. There is no possessing the throne without confidence. The Bible says cast not away your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. The reason the devil attacks your confidence is that if you cast your confidence away, you forfeit your reward but if you're holding on to your confidence Fido you are my confidence uh, Uche and Tony you are the rewards that cannot understand here and face the audience so here is the confidence hold my rewards hold my rewards yes 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 if I hold on to my confidence if I hold on to my confidence I'm gonna get the reward but come 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 Josh come help me distract me attack me hit me, pull me distract me God is not working God I don't know what to do God I'm in pain and I cast away my confidence I would say God I said it there are no rewards for seven years there are no rewards for being cool but if you're attacking me and I remember that the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffering violence and the fact The Bible says, submit yourself to God. Rebuke the devil and he will flee. No arguments, no debate, no back and forth. Get out of my house, devil. Get out of my family. Get out of my body. I will get my divine rewards. Somebody shout, yeah, 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 yes. High five your neighbor. Tell him take your throne. Look at somebody say take, 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 take. Take your throne. Take your throne. Confidence. David was confident in his caller. David said this. He said, you come against me with swords and spears. But I come against you in somebody say in always remember that in Christ in the king the heat I won't feel it the king will buffer it the king will heat it away the king will fend it off he says you come against me but I come against you in the ah, yes, name of the Lord ah, yes. and let me tell you about the Lord you see that spear you're holding Goliath it was the Lord that made the metal from which they make the spear yes 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 you see the armor you're wearing it was the Lord that made the iron that means Goliath if you try me too much this iron can melt on your body right now you've got to have confidence in your collar it's not about you it's about the one who sent you the calling is powerful somebody shout i'm confident in my collar it's not about my good works it's about his perfect work it's not about my good looks it's about how his grace makes me look it's not about my manpower it's about his mercies that i knew 
every morning look at somebody saying neighbor be confident in your color that's why don't doubt if you will make it into heaven Christ said all that the father has given me they are in my hand and none will snatch them out of my hands the caller is confident Paul said being confident of this very thing that he who has called you begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it high five your neighbor and say he's faithful to complete it be confident though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'm still walking in it I'm not staying in the valley I'm walking through it I'm not staying in the brokenness I'm walking through it I'm not staying down in criticism I'm walking through it and those who are analyzing how I stumbled will watch me run will watch me flying will watch me rise will watch me shine I find your neighbor and sin neighbor take your throne take your throne number two is you've got to be comfortable in your calling so number one be confident in your color number two be comfortable in your calling you've got to be comfortable in your calling ah that was fast media i love it be comfortable in it how do you know your calling i'll tell you how you don't know your calling first you don't know your calling by trying to make your calling uh, the calling of your life uh, what i mean is uh, you don't get to fulfill your calling uh, by making the purpose of your life uh, uh, finding the purpose of your life uh, because what many people do uh, is they're staying on one spot uh, and saying lord show me my purpose uh, lord show me my calling uh, well the bible says whatever your hands find to do you do it uh, and i will navigate you into your assignment uh, yes yes uh, david you cannot manipulate your way into the palace uh, but if you're faithful with the sheep uh, i'm gonna send samuel to you uh, david you cannot uh, manipulate your way into 400 soldiers hearts uh, and their goodwill uh, but if you cut off goliath's head uh, i will uh, move you into your purpose uh, joseph could not uh, have gotten to prime minister uh, as egypt uh, or in egypt uh, by going to the egyptian embassy uh, to get a passport uh, if you're going to leave a country uh, leave the right way uh, so you don't become a slave and uh, what god wanted it to be a prime minister in some of you didn't hear what i just said if you're going to leave a country leave the right way so you don't become a slave in a system that god wants you to be prime minister in yes if joseph had gone said i have a dream and what's the greatest kingdom in the world the greatest kingdom at that time was the egyptian kingdom if he had gone to the embassy whatever embassy they had manipulated his way run out of 
father's house moved into a space he would have been in Egypt but who would you be in Egypt because at the end of the day who you are is more important than where you are it is who you are that people will look for the only reason people come to where you are is because of who you are so don't get a twist the where may be important but the who you are is more important because if it is David and is in the backside of nowhere Samuel will wait for him I don't know who I'm talking to but some companies are waiting for you a generation is waiting for you slap somebody high five tell them the comfortable with your calling look at somebody say be comfortable with your calling David does not part the Red Sea because his assignment does not require it stop lusting after other people's expressions when you are of your own throne the size of the throne is not always a reflection of the substance of its power I yes look at somebody say neighbor be comfortable in your calling if God made you a support be the greatest supporter ah, do you know what you do when God calls you to income and you respond when you are faithful to the first response to income and you respond to income to income to income to income to income and sit over here while Toyin was there God already had a seat for her all Toyin had to do is respond to the next instruction stop killing yourself about who you will be when you're 70 or 90 if God shows you that's fine if it doesn't show you take the next step take the next step take the next step take the next step because if Toyin had waited here and God is saying Toyin come and Toyin said I can't come to internship I'm waiting for kingship God wants Toyin to know sometimes I call you to a relationship sometimes how you handle the relationship will determine the internship the internship will determine the fellowship the fellowship will determine stewardship in the palace and stewardship will lead to kingship high five somebody say say I'm comfortable I'm comfortable Nehemiah you are a cup bearer for now for now Nehemiah you are a cup bearer for now don't let your desire to be king make you a lousy cup bearer carry the cup like a king build the house like a king sweep the floor like a king serve and work like a king help your brother like a king look at somebody say I'm comfortable in my calling I know who I am I'm not a slave I'm not a slave I am a king and God has to preserve me in the cloak of a cup bearer so I will not die before I become a city builder because if I'm too exposed too early the weight will attack me so number four competence in service competence in service number three sorry competence I've got to demonstrate competence if I'm carrying the cup I carry it well 
well I'll tell you what Nehemiah here is the truth if you've been a lousy copier the king will not really care much about you he'll be looking about how to discard you he'll be looking at how how to let you go but if you are a good copier the day you are looking somehow as some of y'all will say the king will notice that something is wrong oh yes and the king needs to notice because it's the king that has the resources for your purpose see some of you are working with people and what you're getting right now is a salary oh please don't complain about the salary because for some of you what God is going to give you through those relationships is not a salary it's a world of wealth at the right time so Nehemiah if he had said I'm not carrying the cup anymore or if he had run away from the palace to try to build the temple by himself he would have had the zeal but no resources your resources are in a place your resources are with the people and there is always a connection between the people you serve and the resources you get oh yes some clients will cheat you serve them like a king some customers will break your heart serve them like a king some staff will betray you serve them like a king why because man can give you some awards but only God can give you the reward man may cheat you but God will pay it back look at your neighbor and say nay nay neighbor serve them like a king the competent in service don't say I'm just doing it for now that's why I'm not taking it serious if you are doing it at all do it well if you are doing it at all whether it's for now or for later or for life do it well number four I'm getting ready to close capacity for conquest capacity for conquest your throne is not only attractive to you your throne is attractive to somebody else your throne is attractive to somebody else your throne is also attractive to those who are around it for every eye for every Aladdin there is a Jafar and for every Simba there is a scar somebody wants what God gave you but David you've got to learn how to fight some of you say I don't know how to fight yeah that's allowed physically but spiritually you must be a warrior your spirit must be violent when it comes to taking your place the devil will not give up the palace because he wants to keep people manipulated drugs sex alcohol manipulation but have I got a warrior somebody make the sound of a warrior in 10 seconds I didn't say the sound of an excited church member. I said the sound of a war. So when David got the calling, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? He already had capacity. 
capacity for conquest. Some of you, God already gave all of us the victory in the spirit. But for some of you, you will not show up on the battlefield. You know, God said to Jehoshaphat, you will not need to fight in this battle, but you must be there because every truth needs a witness. You must be there. You may not need to go through the grueling interview, but be ready for it. Have capacity for it. Build more capacity than you have responsibility. Have more messages than you have time. Have more songs than you have studio time. Have more designs than you have clients. Have more products than you have customers. Build capacity. Don't wait till the enemy brings the battle before you have a prayer life. Stop allowing the devil dictates your prayer life. Yes, Wake up in the middle of the night and for no good reason exercise your sovereign tongues 10-15 minutes high five your neighbor tell him develop capacity for the conquest can somebody pray right now somebody develop capacity raise your voice raise your voice raise your voice raise your voice raise yes yes I see warrior kings I see warrior kings I see warrior kings Come on, somebody raise your voice. Something is shifting in the spirit. Something is shifting. Angels are moving in the spirit. Angels are moving. Jesus said to this end I was born. Raise that voice, we're almost there. Push. We'll pray some more in second service. But push for the sake of those who wouldn't be there. Somebody pray. My capacity is enlarged. I'm stretched. Some of you already feel stretched, but God says you feel stretched based on who you know yourself to be. 
but you're not even there yet based on who I know you to be. We call for the greatness in you, man of God. Push Nehemiah, you are more than a cupbearer. Joseph, you are more than daddy's favorite boy. There is a cry of destiny. There is a cry. Let me just, I'm going to give us about two more minutes to pray. Maybe five in total. David has to develop capacity, he has to develop competence and all of that. I'll show you why. Smith, David has a stone and his sling. But he's a shepherd boy. He's a shepherd boy, right? When it tells the story of killing the lion and the bear, he says he, he said he killed them with his own hands, right? So he didn't kill them with stones and a sling. So how did he perfect the use of stones and slings? Because David dealt with issues from a distance. You don't need a stone and a sling to kill someone that's in front of you. David was so competent that when he sees something coming from a distance, he'll take it out. That's how come when Goliath was coming from a distance, he was saying this distance is too much. I'm in a hurry to kill you. He ran towards Goliath. What's the point I'm trying to make? If you've not learned to kill stuff from a distance, to address issues before deadlines, to take care of stuff before they become emergency cases. How can, can God entrust you with a kingdom? So the lion and the bear that came close, they were the ones that just defied attacks from a long distance. 
So we're going to pray for capacity to pick up things in the spirit. From a distance. Capacity for that. Please also understand this, Ahmed. He brings down Goliath. Goliath falls. We'll talk about it some other day. And the word says he ran to Goliath. David is not taking chances. He has capacity for conquest. Just in case this giant or Goliath is thinking about coming up again. God wants to give somebody total and final victory. In certain areas, some things must not come up again. Some things must never come up again. Some diseases, some sicknesses, some ailments, some allergies, some delays, some deny, some some things must never come up again. Now he goes to Goliath, and what does he do? What does he do? Anybody? He takes up Goliath's sword, and he shepherds don't use swords. except they've developed their capacity. Because Goliath was a giant, his sword was not belebel, was not knife. It was iron. Now, the seeming ordinariness of discipline with the stone and the sling gave him the capacity to carry an oversized sword in the day that he needed it. Your consistency in showing up for that job that you feel has nothing to do with your destiny is developing discipline. So that the day you stand before the UN to make a presentation or even to speak to a venture capitalist without you knowing it's a venture capitalist, you already have the confidence. You're already ready. You're already prepared. You know something I do to the music team and I know that many of them just be like, I'm singing. And I just give somebody a microphone. I know. Initially, you guys go like, hey, Peter Dimes, you can set somebody up. But you have to be able to use your gift on the go. Yeah. Faithfulness with the stone and the sling will prepare you for competence with the sword. There are many believers that are despising the things that they do in devotion and prayer, worship. They're saying, if only I had a sophisticated machine. If you are poor with a needle and thread, a sewing machine will not do you much good. If you don't know how to speak to people one-to-one, -one, becoming a public speaker might not do you much good. Can we pray about those two things? Some of you are looking for Goliath's sword. God said, use your stone first. You're asking for the riches of the Gentiles. Have you been faithful with the riches of the believers? So we're looking for that sword. That sword is there. You're going to have it. When you kill Goliath, you get everything he has. When you take your throne and you move into that sector, that space, anything that's required for your assignment will come to you. Let's pray in a few minutes. And then I'll give you the last point. Can you pray intensely in two minutes? Capacity to recognize opportunities, problems, challenges from a distance. Some of you, the reason I correct you the way I do it's not because of where you are. It's because of where you're going. It's because of what I see concerning your destiny. Oh, yeah, the Bosea shows. Oh, yeah, Baleko, yeah, I am at the Bosea. 
I am a Goloyodo. Jaze Yado, Jaze Yado. Alabaye, Alabayo, yo, 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 yo. Alabaye, The final point. The final point. Carry yourself with a consciousness of the crown on your head. The final point. David did not define himself by his job. Whatever you define yourself by will determine the returns that you experience. Define yourself by your job, you get a salary. Define yourself by a popularity, you get a following. Define yourself by your nation, you get whatever benefits will accrue based on that. But if you define yourself based on your spiritual identity with the country of the crown upon your head, all of heaven's resources will attend to you. Don't forget what Jesus said when he was going to the cross. He said, even now I can ask my father. And what will he send? He said, I will send thousands of angels. When? Even now. Who? So when somebody talks bad about it, talks you down, somebody's breathing down your spine. And you know what? When you walk with a crown on your head, you don't bow to everything. Because that crown, you, you can embarrass it. Don't bow to the pressure. Don't bow to the loss. Don't bow to the shame. Don't bow to the regret or the reproach. The only person that determines, that, des that deserves your bowing is the one who placed the crown on your head. That's it. Father, we give you praise for this. Abyssal, are you praying this? Somebody wave your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. How I love you, Lord. Father, we give you praise. I speak words over your life this morning. And I proclaim that you are of that generation who walk in true kingship in the name of Jesus. From today, your days of begging are over. Your days of being poor are over. Your days of being buried in the dust are over. You are raised from the dust. You are exalted from the junkyard. You are lifted by the hands of God. Your father is the king of other nations. You will not be under anymore. You are not under distress. You are not under shame. You are not under fear. You are not under weakness. You are raised up. You are seated at the right hand side of the father. You walk in kingship. You walk in dominion. You walk in majesty. You walk in authority. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I take my throne. Clap your hands. Clap your hands! Clap your hands!
Hallelujah. The generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.